Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Caravan of Garbage show. Weird intro. I don't normally do it like that. But you got very pretentious. <laughs> You're like, ooh, the Caravan of Garbage show. It's not a show. I mean, Ben and Lawrence who do the edit. They do a lot with a little. You know what I mean? Very much agree, yeah. Where this week we are wrapping up the Matrixology. Should have used that episode one, don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, sometimes inspiration only strikes too late, way too late. <laughs> sure. Know? Yeah. Do you think inspiration has struck way too late in people leaving a like on this video for one, but secondly, mm-hmm. for the third Matrix film? Is it diminishing returns for you? How did you feel coming back to this? You've said too many words, and I had an answer for the first thing you asked, and now I'm so confused. It's not too late to leave a like. People yep. should definitely leave a like. Mm-hmm. Look, I think this is a. I think the Matrix Revolutions is a decent capper to this trilogy, mm-hmm. but I do not think it has as many memorable action sequences as the first one or even Reloaded. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It feels like a lot of the things they're doing, except for the 40-minute mech battle, which we'll talk to, <laughs> they've done variations on it before. Like we yeah. get a, you know, a Smith and Neo fight, but they're flying and they're in the rain. We get like a lobby scene, but everybody's upside down or whatever. Mm. But looking behind the scenes, like on that scene in particular they're really like flipping people onto the roof. Like they yeah. tabled them up. Like I thought it was just like, ah, they blue scranded. They put them upside down or whatever. Turned the camera up. Turned perhaps. the camera upside down, but they, they did it for real. So maybe they did that thing where they lock the camera <laughs> and it looks like somebody's walking up a wall, but they're actually turning the whole thing. Oh, they call that the JGL corridors spin around. That's what they call it. Huh. Yeah. Even before JGL did it. That's right. Wow. They knew it was coming. Wow. Yeah. They planned that for decades in Hollywood. Wow. They were like, boy, you're destined to do this. And he's like, what? I'm just a sitcom character. I'm just a sitcom actor. I'm an alien or something. I don't know. You get in that corridor. We'll spin it. I bet Penn and Teller have done it. You know the thing? They, I know the yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 I absolutely do. But going back to this was always the one that I always looked back on and went, yeah, I don't know, whatever. But I, I don't know, man. I really like this. You know what? Going back to this, my first thought was, the Matrix code turning into anything still gives me this huge thrill. Oh. Like when it turns into a city or yeah. a car or a man. Yeah. Or a, or a moose. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Is there is there 
out of doors stuff in the Matrix? Can you, go the, can you go out to the country? We know, we know there's cats, but beyond that, mm. I don't know much about the nature of the Matrix. Also, they even put the Matrix code in the raindrops at the end. Oh. You can see it on like an IMAX. Oh. But if you're watching this... What on, about an IMAX? One maybe. Of the, the green one? <laughs> the green one, yeah. Yeah, potentially. Uh, so... One of the things I think didn't do this movie any favours was the fact releasing this six months after the other one, I don't think it helped. Like they were going for Year of the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. I also think some of the marketing choices, like uh, this poster that Ben alerted me to of Hugo Weaving flying in the rain with lightning behind him. <laughs> I remember that one, yes. You see that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I don't think everybody was as jazzed for this and that was reflected in the numbers. And in that meme, have you seen that meme? What's the meme? Well, it's, the, it's, it's the men looking increasingly, the, the audience members looking increasingly less and less excited over the movies. You know that meme? Remember that, know meme? that meme? I'll show you the meme later. Can't wait to see it. Okay, great. Can't wait to watch it back in this video. <laughs> the famous men. Famous men. So obviously also the Oracle had to be recast. She passed um, away, yeah, the original act. Yeah, Gloria Foster passed away, was replaced with Mary Alice. Apparently at first they weren't going to acknowledge it. But I think that you can't do that. No, exactly. Just every, yeah. Everybody walks in the room and just goes, whatever, different person. Yeah. Like, or not different person. Mm. I think it's good that they, they did it. You know You know what? Uh, speaking of people walking in the room, mm-hmm. one of my favourite moments in the rewatch is the moment where Agent Smith goes to the Oracle's apartment. Yep. Yeah, hundreds of Agent Smiths. And they all like bob their head identically under the beaded <laughs> curtain as they yeah, go into, right. a, into, a, into a lounge room. There's some great Agent Smith doubling stuff going on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I also thought was interesting about that scene and sequence is that Seraph mentions that he'd beaten Smith before. Yeah. And I just wonder... Boggle is boggle, the answer. Yeah. A game of boggle. But, but when did that happen? 11 points on the word quagmire. <laughs> That's how he did it. That's how he did it. Yeah. He's one of the best. Mm-hmm. But that also speaks to the theory that we talked about uh, in the last episode where potentially he was another version of the one. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe he's just, you know, like a rogue program who's just more powerful. Well, one of the Merovingians thugs yeah. mentions upon seeing him that he doesn't have his wings anymore. Mm. So perhaps he was a seraph in the literal sense. Maybe he's from that wacky universe where everything was horrible and nightmarish and, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and Frankenstein all the time. Yeah. Remember The Matrix 3 Frankenstein all the time? <laughs> Uh, and he was an actual, you know, angel with wings. So. Yeah. No, you might be right. Mm. I do wish, though, that we saw Agent Smith take over the little girl and then we just got a teeny tiny little Agent Smith <laughs> just running. You know, like little, little, like pint-sized Ant-Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, child-sized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have liked that. Look, bullets firing and tiles being chipped off walls and people being flung into walls. That all still works, right? Sure. I think mm-hmm. it's just some of the best... God damn, we're just going to chip away at this room. Do you know what I mean? Just Tylers in Sydney in the early 2000s just rubbing their hands together, being like, oh, oh it's payday. Payday for wait. old Joe um, Tile Mart. <laughs> yeah. That Quick, fr- put in the Tile Mart ad. <laughs> Here it is. They had a great jingle. You didn't want to go with Frank Walker National Tiles? Oh, you idiot, Mason. Put that one in. <laughs> it's burned into everybody's brains in Australia, this ad. Hello. Hello. Anyway, as mentioned, I, I, I never really liked the mech fight, but this time around, and maybe it's just because I've been immersing myself in the world of The Matrix. Maybe it's because it started about the halfway mark of the movie mm. and it never ends. It's still <laughs> going. If you, if, you, if you put it in a DVD player in 2005, <laughs> still going. <laughs> Watch it. Just, you, just left, you just leave it in a room. It's still going. The mech fight's still going. Squids are still pouring in. Just people running in and reloading those things. <laughs> Nobody ever questioning why you wouldn't put a, a lid yep. over the over the mech suit. You some would. sort of helmet of some kind, a face shield. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, just a regular tank. You could just yeah. be driving a regular tank. I um, But that being said, like going back into this, I think it's really cool and like a technical marvel. And I'm still kind of like, I don't care about any of these people. I kind of like the commander. 
Yeah. You know, the dude who's up front and he gets like his face like shredded. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. I also, I guess, didn't mind. Like the kid kind of grows on me a bit when he's mm -hmm. like, I'm 16. I'm like, you're 24. But anyway... It's neither here nor there. I do like when he goes to... His you reverse line to get into the military. <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy the bit where just before... I he, guess a reverse lie is still a lie. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, what is the... Yeah, that's a good point. But the bit where he's about to shoot the door open and he goes, Neo, I believe. And I just mm. thought, Neo doesn't even like you. <laughs> he doesn't think about you at all. Wow. Like, ever. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, who's this guy? <laughs> but thanks, I guess. Appreciate it. I can't believe also that they didn't have not only like one EMP to go off, mm -hmm. but then when everything shuts down and the squids pour in again, just have another one ready to go. Mm. <laughs> just have a series of them. Retroactively, makes me wonder why all the, uh, the, the hovercraft didn't have big mech machine guns on them. Would have come point. in handy. Just have them out there. Big machine guns on them. Also, if you can set off an EMP yes. inside of a spaceship or whatever, mm. and it doesn't shut down the spaceship, surely you could rig up something similar for Zion, right? Where it doesn't shut down everybody's oxygen or whatever. Oh, great point. I make great points. <laughs> but I'm sure you've got a great point about this mech battle also. Here's one for you. I'll give you Go this on. one. <laughs> yeah. Just say this one's yours. Okay, great. Mason emailed me this, right? And he said that it's... And then I forgot about it. <laughs> he said it's cool how... And then I did this thing where I zipped it to my lip. Yep. And I had a little imaginary key and I turned the key and I threw away the key. I ate the key. I ate the key. <laughs> Delicious. Mm. Uh, he said to me, though, it was cool how by the time the ship arrives to save the day, the whole colour palette of the city has changed and it's just wrecked as shit. And oh. I really enjoyed that. That goes from, like, a kind of cool blue to just, like, just it's just hell. Just red and dirty and smoke. And I did tell you that. Mm. And you said... You didn't even notice that because you're not very observant. That's what you said. You said, thank you for pointing that out. I did say that. You said, you said I've, I've seen this movie so many times over nearly two decades. I didn't notice that at all. Why did I write this scenario? I don't know. I don't know. I was doing you a favour yep. and you just fucking dug my head in the toilet. <laughs> That's right. It's the real world though, right? At one point in this, what quite a mean? lot. Of, quite what a lot. Of this, what's going on? What are you quite, talking about? Quite a lot of this movie is said. This in is the, so meta, man. <laughs> some of this is the real world, but some of this is the Matrix, man. That's true. Yeah. Well, quite a lot of this movie is set in the real world, unless you subscribe to the. It's a Matrix within a Matrix theory, mm -hmm. which you know who knows. But one of the moments that I really liked from this is the real world fight between Bane and. Neo. Bane doing a tremendous Hugo oh, Weaving so impression. It's very Ian good. Bliss. Incredible. Yeah. That's that's an email I sent to myself to make to make sure I brought that up. No, that was another email I sent to you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I sent so many emails <laughs> saying so many insightful things <laughs> that maybe you'll mention. Maybe, yeah. And I'll jump on them. <laughs> so, but I think also it adds a level of vulnerability to Neo that we don't always see, especially when he's in the Matrix. Just being on that ship, being, you know, the real world, having an absolute horrendous moment. An absolute ball. <laughs> no, he's having a bad time oh. when he literally burns his eyes yeah. out of his head. Mm -hmm. I just can't think of a... I think they're still in there. I guess. They're, they're fused just, shut. Yeah. I don't know. I think they just melted at least the top, like the top one third of it at least. Well, who can say? Who can say? But the fact that they were bold enough to go, you know what, Keanu Reeves is the star of this film and he's a very handsome man, but let's just fucking fuse his face shut. Mm -hmm. That was one of the moments that really stuck with me of this film of like, oh my God, he's like the main character. He's not a bad guy. It's not like an Anakin Skywalker situation. Yeah, yeah. You've maimed this dude like horribly. And also, you know, 
in a lot in in some ways that sort of sort of closes the door on the series in some ways like I in, guess. like in a, like in a, but in a, in the sense of like you know in a world of endless sequels and spin-offs and etc yeah. you go this is going to be the last chapter because this guy yeah. ain't got no eyes no more. You could never make another The Matrix after this. Mm-hmm. That's right, isn't it? That's right. But can you imagine like they burnt out Luke Skywalker's eyes or Tony Stark's Shot eyes? Shot his hand off. Or, I mean, that's that. not the same. Mm. It's not the same. Anyway, that trip they do into the, the Machine City. Imagine if they burned out Daredevil's eyes. That's not, again, it's not the same, Mason. <laughs> his eyes aren't horribly fused shut. You're right, he's very And you handsome. can see like the, like the weird pus and goo in it. It's awful, mm. and I love it. Um, but no, I enjoy the trip into Machine City and that burst through the clouds. I mean, it does make you wonder um, why the machines wouldn't just... I mean, if you can reach the clouds where the sun is <laughs> and they're solar-powered, yeah. why you wouldn't? But you'd have to fly up. Or send up a big pole yeah. with a solar panel on it. It'd have to be a lot, though. You catch a little sun, and then yeah. by the time you dip back down, you're using all your energy, do you know what I mean, to collect. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe on your retro rockets. I don't know. I think they just like having people in yeah, just batteries like, and stuff. I reckon they just like having people around. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they just miss that, you know. Yeah. In fact, if the movie had gone ten more minutes, I reckon the machines would have been like, we just like having you around. I mean, they could have not put... Just wanted one more look at you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Humanity I, just wanted one more look at you. I can imagine that giant, like, buzzing face. <laughs> just, being, just want to take a good look at you, mate. Yeah. Wink. I just, I, I don't, I mean, why would they even invent the Matrix? You could just keep people in comas. But yes. I guess maybe they figured out that you get more battery out of a person look, if their I, mind's yeah, active. Yeah, but I also think, I, I also yeah. think that, you know, in, in the innumerable drafts of the Matrix and, you know, in interviews with the Wachowskis and et cetera, I think... Yeah. Uh, and it's supplementary material. Is it I think revenge and human suffering as well? Yeah, maybe of some of that, but also, you know, they're using it for processing power or something like okay, that. Okay, sure. Know, yeah, fair enough. But Morpheus is probably just wrong. Yeah. Mm. Well, he's his. And it's also like it's really dramatic and interesting to be like, they've turned it into this and show a battery. Yeah. As opposed to like, they turn us into this algorithm here. So I've printed it off on... <laughs> Hundred thousand pieces of dot matrix <laughs> printer paper. We're not. We're not in the matrix either. I literally printed this off. Yeah, this, this is, is the real world. This is. I mean, we're supposed to be running a paperless office here. And <laughs> they'll have. They'll have. They'll. They'll be held to pay from the office manager. I tell you what. But I like to. I like my props. I tell you what. I'm Morpheus. Uh, anyway, Trinity dies. Yep. And I think it's a really great and touching moment. And I think it's like it's sad to see her go. It's good that she got that moment to say goodbye after getting that bullet pulled out of her guts or whatever happened yeah, yeah, in yeah. the previous movie. But I just think it's a great also it's a great lesson for Neo in terms of and it's a great realization for the audience that yeah, he's flawed and he can't do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he has his limits because obviously there is that problem again at the start of but by the end of the first matrix that this guy can do anything, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it and, and again like one of the things that I like about the Matrix sequels is all the interesting ideas yeah. that uh, are brought to the table, one of which is that we see right at the start of the third movie, which is that uh, you know we have machines that can... If, if you have enough power and influence in the world of the Matrix, you can build your own realities. You Like, you can build a train station where you are kind of a god and where the, the rules do not apply to you, and you can beat... You're, and you're in two of the Mad Max movies, Yes, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. And you can, you can kind of... You know, even though Neo is a is a is a godlike being, you can defeat him in this yeah. in this scenario. I mean, it is slightly undercut by the fact that in like the very next scene, the heroes go to the Merovingians like club where he he's built us like a like a, a club where the, the rules of physics don't apply. Yeah, and yet 
someone could still just shoot him in the head. <laughs> you, you'd probably you probably switch that off. Switch that switch off. You know, go That's into settings point. and be like, can't shoot me in the head. If you're French, gravity you're... off, shooting me also off. <laughs> Wife sexy. Yeah. Sexy slider all the way up. Do I want her to say anything in this movie? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Not really, apparently. (laughs) Put the wife on mute. Am he, I right, fellas? Well, he's got to be back, that guy. Who hates their wives? <laughs> I'm one of those guys. Oh, no. I'm married, but I hate it. I'm that guy. Oh, bloody ball. I'm down at the pub, but I'm pretending I'm still at work. Look at me. Just divorce your wife. Just divorce her. <laughs> uh, so, the Merovingian. The Mer- well, he's coming back for the new one. But speaking of the new one, mm-hmm. with Trinity being like definitively dead, yep. I do wonder whether any of the returning characters are going to be digitized versions of... Either they've had their conscious uploaded to the Matrix and whilst their physical body has been destroyed. Yeah. I think that's more likely with her than Neo. But, like, I wonder whether she's just a program running in the new Matrix. You know what I mean? Because it seems like she dies and nobody got to her, you know, by the time, you know, this movie's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the course of this movie. So, anyway, we'll see, I guess, won't we? We sure will. Anyways, the end fight. Another thing that... (laughs) I never used to really like. But looking back at it and the way that it's set up and the revolution, resolution, it makes sense that they'd first of all be evenly matched because Smith can see the future. But at the same time, Neo was probably more powerful so he can't block everything. Mm-hmm. Another thing from this is, this is the movie that made Warner Brothers go, I reckon we can take another run at Superman. Like this was the moment. Really? Okay. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It okay, does. sure. 
And the other thing is, this fight... There's a lot of sadness in the rain in those oh movies too. Oh my God, is there? Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, this fight for Neo, it's just for show. Oh, for show, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But he went into this mm-hmm. knowing that he wasn't going to make it out, that he was just going to get assimilated by Smith. Mm-hmm. But of course, he can't just go in and go... I just assimilate me, make it happen. He's like, I'll make, you know, I'll <laughs> take chicken, bet you won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, he's just putting on theater for Smith, you know, making, well, a, he's a theater kid. Well, isn't he? he is at heart. <laughs> but the, you know, the fact that that whole fight is, it's for nothing. He doesn't need to do it. It's ultimately a pointless fight yeah, sure. for Neo. Do you know what I mean? The whole thing is to get Smith into the source mm-hmm. of the matrix. Get him on the source. You get him on the source and, the, and then delete him. And I just think that's a very, interesting conclusion yeah you know it's you know it's it it is you do get your big fist fight in the rain and whatever and everyone's screaming at each other about choice and (laughs) chance or whatever the fuck but then at the end you know (laughs) they're just both very hard of hearing it's all about choice what what chance no (laughs) i mean yes maybe (laughs) apparently that scene was like in the pit was excruciating to film because there's just Tons of water pouring in mm-hmm. and then having to pour out at the bottom and they're in wet, heavy clothes, just kicking each yeah. other in the mud. Just awful. But anyway, Neo's Jesus or whatever and they chuck him in a drawer for later, for a later movie. <laughs> sure do, yeah. I never thought he was dead. And I think this also speaks to the world post The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Which I sent you an email about. Yes. <laughs> about what happens in the world oh, no. post The Matrix. And you're going to break it down for us right now. But then I said it. No, I don't know. So it, in 2005 to maybe like 2009. Yep. Uh, we got the Matrix Online, which was a massive, massively multiplayer online role playing game, mm-hmm. which continued the story of the Matrix, and for a long time, I think, was considered by the Wachowskis and some of the other writers and producers of these movies to be canonical. Yeah. So it I re- think it still is. Well, here's the thing. So, mm. for example. In The Matrix Online, there was a storyline in which Morpheus is assassinated. Yeah. Which may explain why Lawrence Fishburne has not been on the cast list for The Matrix 4. Or because he didn't want to do it. That. Or they didn't ask him. I think... Or maybe he is in it, but it's a secret. It could be that also. But I think... I I believe, though, in that game it was revealed that he wasn't assassinated. Oh, at some point, Excuse he me? comes back. Oh. So in that game, isn't it set up where, this is what I sent you, that <laughs> the, the war starts up again yeah, and fairly a, quickly. Yeah, and there's a, but there's also even more factions. There's the humans, yep. there's the machines, there's the cypherites who were like... They want to stay in the Matrix. Yeah, they, they, they were released from the Matrix, but they're like, this sucks actually. We would rather go back into the Matrix yep. and eat uh, you know, uh, medium rare steaks. Yep. All the time. That's definitely going to happen. You're definitely not going to just recycle us. <laughs> Please do that. There was also the forces of the Merovingian. Mm-hmm. There was also a group. Hang on, I'm going to look this up. Called uh, the Blue Man Group? No, the Blue Man Group weren't in it. It was later discovered that Morpheus was not in fact killed, but the bullets used by the assassin were used to jam his transmission, preventing him from broadcasting inside the Matrix. Oh. So there you go. Okay, there was also a faction headed by the Merovingian, as mm. we've previously mentioned. So all the, the ghosts and the vampires and the werewolves and etc. You mean just regular men? Pretty much just regular <laughs> men in, in leather trench coats. But in the Matrix, though, can you imagine? Wow. Yeah, yeah. There was also, towards the end of the game, a 
smaller group called the oligarchs who were humans that prior to the war between humanity and machines had cut a deal with the machines to be cut out of the war oh. and they were they ga- they sort of gained they were they were separate from the rest of humanity on earth yeah. and they gained like special in the matrix privileges so they could appear in the matrix and they had sort of godlike powers and here's the thing they had loot boxes they had loot boxes exactly <laughs> and and but because it had been hundreds of years since the downfall of humanity, their physical bodies had all withered away, so they were only like machine consciousnesses. Right, okay. So their goal was to use the machine's technology to create human DNA that was in like perfect synchronicity with machine code so they could use it to transfer their consciousness into new human bodies. And the pinnacle of that right. technology was Neo. Oh. So the idea was that the the... The equation that the architect could never fully solve was in there because these oligarchs had put it in there and they were attempting to create, like, to, to become human mm. again. I guess that's also something that Smith achieved because he managed to put yeah, his mind did, in Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. So maybe it was a combination of those things. Also, uh, in The Matrix Online, we saw the arrival of a character named Sarah Edmonton, mm. which, uh, James, your, your, your brain is operating in a flurry of activity. You've already figured out that that's an anagram of Thomas Anderson ah. and that maybe Neo was in fact not dead but had reincarnated in the Matrix as a woman. Right. Oh, really? That Well, that re- that's really interesting. Yeah. That ties into like a lot of the, you know, the trans themes of the Matrix that in general. we are not qualified to talk about. No. But there is a great video from the YouTube channel Curio, which is called uh, The Matrix Sequels Are Good, Actually, oh. which covers that very thoroughly and is a very good video. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's really interesting as well that a lot of, well, some of the storyline of The Matrix online was that there is some version of Neo alive. Mm. It could be this woman. It could be that they've got him held hostage and they're keeping him in the machine city. Just want another look at him. This one I just, just, every now and then they pull open that drawer and go, yeah, he's still there. We got him. <laughs> got this him. guy's eyes. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> Should we put some of those open eye glasses on him? <laughs> we, put some, we could stick some googly eyes on yeah, him. Yeah, googly eyes. But I don't know. I think, I think some of this is going to tie into the new movie. I think it's yep. all mm-hmm. canon at the moment for The Matrix. Yeah. You know I mean, they've never really thrown away any of it. Agreed. You know, and there's not on the whole... It's not like Star Wars or, or Marvel or DC where the canon just goes on forever. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's like true. a, you know, it's pretty contained at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do you know what it's time for? What's it time for? First of all, they cancelled that game because no one liked it or no one... No, people liked it, but nobody played it. Was that... I think so, yeah. Yeah. And I think it did end with like a big like real life server crash. Ah. Like everybody got together for the big final battle and it was just like, mm, nope, and people were like, man, man, this was immersive. <laughs> just like the Matrix would. <laughs> It bricked my computer. <laughs> it bricked my iMac. Do you know what it's time for, though? Is it time for Matrixvia? It certainly Revolutions. is, Revolutions. Yes, that's right. Nice. Uh, the street corner where Neo and Smith fight in the crater is the same corner from which Neo made his phone call at the end of The Matrix. Oh. So there you go. There you go. Uh, the late Gloria Foster and her replacement, Margaret Alice, had played sisters in a long-running Broadway play. So there you go. That's something that casting director uh, Marley Finn remembered oh. when she was looking around for a replacement. So that's that's a nice little nod. So the term VDTs is mentioned in relation to Bane's self-inflicted cuts. This guy's got VDTs. What's that? I don't know. Some kind of weird matrix sex disease, potentially. <laughs> no. Right. Uh, it's virtual delirium. You have sex with a woman in the red dress. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> it's a virtual delirium uh, tremens. Yeah. So the idea is that it's the absence and or withdrawal from the Matrix. Yeah. So that's what that brings about, you know? Okay, all right. It's like the Bends, sure. the album. Love that album. It's a good album. I don't know. 
You don't know. I just You're don't know. You're not going to have an opinion on the Radiohead album, The Bend. I don't. Wow. What, do you want me to make something up? Yeah. I fucking hate it, all right? Wow, controversial. <laughs> so but, you like their later period works? I don't the know, more, Mason. More electronic stuff. I have no opinions on Radiohead. Oh. How do you feel about Tom York's solo album, The Eraser? Look, just because I'm a guy in my late 30s doesn't mean I have to give a shit about Radiohead, all right? No, you do. I've never it's cared about law. Radiohead. It's the law. <laughs> Though never mentioned by name, uh, based on the information from the Animatrix, the machine city is actually called Zero One and is located uh, in Saudi Arabia. So that means that this, as well as Zion, the last human settlement, uh, would imply that most of the main action from the film franchise takes place in the Middle East. There you go. There you go. Uh, In the Matrix, the human resistance reveal that they don't know what year it is, but it's closer to 2199 than 1999. Mm-hmm. But in The Matrix Reloaded, it's revealed that the resistance has been created and destroyed five times, each cycle lasting approximately a century, and therefore it is likely to be hundreds of years later than this. Whoa. Not that it matters, because what is years when everything is awful? Exactly. Mm. And like here's, now. And here's, what the <laughs> and here's what the baby from that Nirvana album cover looks like now. Feel old yet? <laughs> Uh, and look, I just wanted to put this in because I want people to see the footage. So you know the slapping and punching sounds that we get from this yeah, yeah. iconic skin-to-skin action. <laughs> well, here's footage of two shirtless men doing jujitsu on each other, just slapping their bodies together to make these sounds a reality. So there you go. Send this to Joe Rogan; he'll fucking love it. All right, Mason. Yes, it's box office time. Oh, so this one cost 150 million, like the last one. Uh, it only made four hundred twenty-seven million down from the seven hundred thirty-nine. I think, like, partially because people were a bit lukewarm going out of the last one, they didn't expect a man to sit down and explain the Matrix to them at the end. And then, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Did he change his haircut between Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions? Well, you can do that, can't you? I think he did. <laughs> a computer is going to change his haircut. That woman changed her face, Mason. Mm. She's a different woman. Yeah, but he's an old man, and he's definitely set in his ways. <laughs> he's not getting a haircut. That's a good point. But I think they should have waited a year, mm. released a couple of video games and comic books, and you know, wait for the DVD sales to like go through. Yeah, People yeah, get yeah. an appreciation for it, maybe ramp back up to it. Yes. I think two in a year kind of killed the gains on this. Yeah. And you, and if I know anything, mm-hmm. it's that you should never lose your gains. You know what I mean? Keep grinding. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. 5 a.m. start. Yeah, yeah, You know, don't lose your gains from the bends <laughs> straight into OK Computer, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't know, Mason. I don't have you an opinion. Should, you know, you shouldn't. It's in your DNA. <laughs> you know. What if that's my ability in the Matrix? I can unlock that I have opinions about Radiohead. That's it, yeah. Oh my God, I do know a lot about Radiohead. Mm-hmm. And I hate them. I hate them, Mason. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm curious though. First of all, what do people think about this trilogy in general and the way it wrapped up? Because I've definitely come around on this. I quite liked all of this coming back to it. Same. I think it's way better than I gave it credit for yeah. initially. They thought about this. <laughs> I mean, you know... <laughs> More than they thought about Speed Racer, am I right? People also like that. <laughs> no, they do. It's, ju- it's uh, just me, I think. Remember that time they made Hugh Grant Asian in that movie or whatever? Nope. Cloud Atlas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, some thought went to that as well, obviously. Very much so. Anyways, I'm curious, though, also if people want us to come back to cover Enter the Matrix and also The Animatrix. Yeah. Because Enter the Matrix is its own self-contained video story, and The Animatrix is obviously a series of vignettes, if you will. Yes. That kind of I will, out, thank you. Thank you. That kind of flesh out the world. Uh, but look, if you do want to see any of our Caravan of Garbage videos early, like what we're doing next week, here's a hint. Wow. Whoa. It's maybe Ghostbusters. I can't remember what's on the list. Can't remember. <laughs> do you want to look at it now? 
Yeah. All right, fine. Fucking Jesus fucking <laughs> radio head. Oh. <laughs> what is this show called? I could talk to you in the document. What is this called? There's an album, James, called Radio Dread. Yeah. And it's like it's like reggae covers of, of, of a bunch of uh, oh, Radiohead hits. It's really good. Cool. It's good. Oh, we're kicking off. The, we're doing the the Bond movies. Oh, we really? Yeah. Didn't the we Craig do them already? One. No, the Craig ones. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they might still delay that. We'll have to mm. see. But yeah, we may as well just do them. <laughs> we've got to fill some time, don't we? Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. As James Bond would say, crikey. Crikey. But yeah, you can actually see all of these early every week over at bigsandwich.co, including some other bonus podcasts that we do, movie commentaries, our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That comes out a day early on Sunday as opposed to Monday. If you want to check it out, or just check out the podcast at the regular time. It's got its own YouTube channel and all. Oh, my God. Thanks for watching this, though. I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. Do you have opinions on Radiohead? Let us know in the comments. Mm. Which one's your favourite? You don't have to have an opinion either. That's right, but you should. <laughs> no. Look, look at yourself in the mirror. You're, you're, you're a white man in his 30s. You should. <laughs> should think about it. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. I like the song Fake Plastic Trees. It's a good song. That's on the bends. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Oh, my God, my abilities are unlocking. <laughs> That's right. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.